the uh-huh. best ones are the ones that just kind of happen organically. Like the organic the- orgy. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you are about to hear are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guest today is Tommy. He's 37 years old. He's an operations manager who travels a lot. And when he's away, his wife will play. If you haven't listened to episode 99 yet, where I talked to Megan, that's his wife. Get yourself familiar with that episode so you understand why I'm asking him the questions I'm asking him today. Tommy, welcome to the show. I understand that you and Megan got married while you were a virgin. That is true. Yes, I was. (laughs) Was that a religious thing? It was. We were we were both raised pretty pretty strict religiously and uh just was something that I thought that's what you were supposed to do and so it hadn't happened by, by the time we got married, so I was indeed a virgin. <laughs> okay. And you've been married how long now? It'll be twelve years this year. Next month actually. Very nice. Happy anniversary. Thank you. 12 years. And how many of those years were monogamous? The first six, six and a half or so. Okay. Can you tell me what happened? Like, why, how did you open it up? Well, we when we used to be out together, either on date night or maybe grocery shopping or running errands, we would see somebody that we thought was maybe attractive. And Megan used to always joke with me, like, Oh, hey, she's pretty cute. Would you want to have a threesome with her? And of course, being the the stereotypical married guy, I was like, hold on, this is a trap. What is <laughs> she's trying to catch me in something? And I just kind of brushed it off as her joking. Uh, but she did it a few times, like quite a few. And so finally, one time I just stopped and I was like, OK, are you just joking, just messing with me? Or is like this something that could really happen one day? I could come home on my birthday and. <laughs> you got a little present waiting for me or something. And she, she's like, no, I think I could see that happening. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so wow. then I was kind of, you know, we talked about it and we didn't know anything really how you would go about finding that or doing that. And we talked about it for a while and nothing really happened until we went on a business trip with an old business partner of mine. We went down to Florida and we ended up one night at a strip club with uh all four of us were there and that was actually my first night drinking as well i'd never drank before that evening i think i was like 30 i don't know 2 31 or 32 and um so i had my first drink and wait hold on what what did you have (laughs) i had a lemon drop shot out of a (laughs) out of a stripper's boobs Well, if you're going to start drinking, you might as well do it that way. That's That was kind of my thought process. So mm-hmm. anyway, we ended up kind of making friends with one of the dancers and she took us back into the back room for a private dance, both me and Megan. And mm. that was so that was like our first kind of taste. I mean, it wasn't anything too crazy, but it was crazy for us at the time because we'd never done anything. Well, what happened? 
so she was, you know, she was making out with Megan and she was rubbing on me and then making out with me and rubbing on Megan. And it was oh. just this kind of, you know, raw carnal like experience that we'd never experienced. And so we both left that night thinking, okay, we both really liked that. How, how do we make that happen again without having to spend four or $500 a night every night at a strip club? Oh. <laughs> and so we did some research and, uh, eventually that le- le- led us to one of the clu- uh, clubs in uh, Atlanta that kind of catered towards that lifestyle. And so we, we finally decided one night, let's just go, let's just see, see what it's all about. And that was our, that was our first real experience in the lifestyle. And we kind of just dove headfirst into the deep end, but we, right. we so, really enjoyed it. So it was, your first time at a sex club? It was, yes. And what did you actually do? The whole way there, we were talking about different scenarios. Like, okay, if this happens, are you going to be okay? If that happens, are you going to be okay? And for the, like, none of those scenarios involved, that they all just involved single women. Like, we just assumed oh. that's, that's what was going to be there at the club. Like, couples just go and find single women and that's what happened. <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> now there are single women that are there sometimes, um, but it's mostly other couples that are looking for the same types of things. And so we get there and after a while of drinking and just kind of walk, taking everything in, we, me and Megan just ended up on a couch in the back, kind of, kind of an open area, but not like right in the middle of everything. And we kind of were just making out a little fooling around. And this other couple came and sat next to us and they're like, Hey, can we watch? And we're like, well, I mean, that's kind of what, it's kind of what you do here. here. (laughs) Yeah. So, and they were, they were very nice, very, uh, you know, respectful. And so they sat and watched. And so Megan was, um, she started going down on me and the, the feet, the other female was like, Hey, do you mind? Can I help? help you out and Megan's oh. like sure and I'm like okay and <laughs> so then that that was going on and the husband was just watching and then Megan's like well we do, I don't want him to feel left out so they went over and were taking care of him and that went on for a little bit and then then we kind of stopped and like introduced ourselves because nobody really <laughs> knew anybody's name or anything and um, we ended up uh, a, a little while later going to a room with them and we ended up having a full swap that first night, which is not at all what I expected to happen. I, in fact, I, I tell Megan all the time and really everybody that even pulling up to the club that night, if the valet had, you know, told me, Hey, you're going to, not only are you going to let some other guy bang your wife, you're going to, you're going to enjoy it. I would have, I'd have hit him. I'd be like, you're crazy. That's not, (laughs) and it's not that I was, it's not that I saw myself as a very jealous person because I don't really I get jealous that often, but I just didn't think I had that in me. Uh, right. But I guess I did. <laughs> I guess you did. So let's uh, let's rewind to before the full swap and the first time you're watching your wife like perform on another man. What was your thought? What was the feeling there? It's kind of surreal at first. You don't. You're like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? And then you kind of. St- at least for me, obviously this is not for everybody, but for me, I started thinking, I was like, well, it's kind of like watching porn, but you know, the porn star, like you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I kind of looked at it like that. And it honestly, it, it turned me on. Like I was, 
it was exciting. So no jealousy at all. No, I mean, not, not, not that first time and not that moment. Now there's been instances, you know, throughout where I kind of had to like check my feelings kind of, and be like, okay, what's, what's going on. But Mm-hmm. That first time, no, there really wasn't, not not any. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those times where th- there was a little something there. Can you give me an example? What was the situation where you felt like maybe there was a twinge of jealousy? Well, the, fir- the very first time I ever really experienced it, I think we were having our first male-female male. Um, mm-hmm. We hadn't had, any, we hadn't had any, any, any kind of threesome yet to this point, and I knew she would I knew she wanted one. I knew she would enjoy it. And we talked about it. And so we, we found a guy and we met, met him for dinner and he was very respectful, very nice. Um, felt real comfortable around him. And so we invited him back to our place one night and with a male, female male, if you're, if both guys are straight, there's really only so many positions and things you can do (laughs) throughout the (laughs) activity. And so it got to the point where basically I was kind of done doing all I was going to be able to do and he wasn't. And so oh. at that, at that point I was like, kind of started mm. to get into my head a little bit. Like it was all just my own insecurities. Like it, of course. it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, Oh, I'm jealous that this guy's, it was just more in my own head about certain things. And really they were all physical things for the most part. And so, mm after we were done and he'd left, I remember laying there and we were kind of recapping and talking about it. And she's like asking me how I felt and if I was okay. And I was like, just, I just need to process it. Like, let me sleep on it. Let's talk in the morning because I didn't know what to say at the, at that moment. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Ah. But the next morning we talked about it and I, I just said, I would do it. I would definitely do it again. I was like, it was not my favorite thing I've done to this point, but it was also the first time and I was in my own head. So I would right. definitely do it again um, and give it another try and just kind of shared with her some of those thoughts I was having. And it, like I said, it, w- it was all just mostly physical stuff. And that's just, you know, and one thing I've learned now is there's always somebody with a bigger dick. <laughs> Doesn't matter who oh. you are. There, there always well, is. But was it a physical comparison or was it like a performance comparison it was was both it was both yeah so some stamina issues and some so he lasted longer yeah and which and and now i'm like everybody's got their you know well that was in the beginning so i'm a little more well versed than i am now but yeah it was like i said it was just my own insecurities and once i kind of wrap my head around that and kind of let it fall to the side we've had several since then never had the same issue again. It's mm-hmm. all, they've gone great. And my biggest thing is if she's enjoying it and she's having a good time, then I have a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and you said, so you're straight. I am. Yes. Okay. Have you changed um, in those situations where it's MFM and maybe perhaps in the beginning it was opposite ends of the torso, like you don't, Right. Yeah. Like, yeah well, okay. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, has that has that changed? Like, are you more comfortable with incidental touching? I I am with with certain people. Like, if it's a completely random person that I've never met, I don't know. I'm probably going to keep my distance for the for, for the most part. But if it's somebody uh-huh. that that we've met and we're comfortable with, or we've done full swaps with in the past, or something like that, I'm not as like it's going to happen. 
you know, <laughs> it just, it's kind of unavoidable if you're trying certain things and really the, the oh, biggest hold thing. On. The hold on, Tommy. <laughs> what kind of things? Um, well, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe she's wanting to suck both dicks at the same time. It's oh, gonna be, well, okay. you're going to be real close to each yeah. other. Um, and just different positions, double penetration, things like that is, mm. I have, have not done that yet. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but there's just certain things where it's going to be incidental contacts going to be unavoidable. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it, it did kind of in the beginning and even for a while, I was like, keep your distance. Like I don't need to be all up in anybody's business, but it's a little more <laughs> like I'm a little more relaxed now and not, you know, especially if I know like if the other guy's straight and I'm straight, we know we're there to, to please her or to please the woman, whoever it is. So right. that's more what we're focused on. Not necessarily how, Oh no, I'm getting too close or whatever right. the case is. Okay. So let me ask you about your phone. Okay. So you guys are out because didn't your brother-in-law see something on your phone? <laughs> he did. He saw he saw a pair of boobs that were not his sisters. <laughs> well, <laughs> and he, I and I know you say known? would he have recognized it uh, only because they were there's substantial difference in size. It's why oh, okay. he, is why he realized they were not his sisters. <laughs> did he and say I, anything to you? Yeah, well, he was standing. He was just standing over my shoulder, and I didn't realize he was right there. And I just got a message, opened it, and he was like, and I remember turning around, and he had these big doe eyes, like, uh, <laughs> like he didn't want to say, like, dude, that's not my sister's boobs. What do you? Because you know, but I could tell, and I'm like, and Megan was home at the time; she was in the other room, and so I was just like, all right, so it's not what you think. We get along really well, but he's the kind of guy that would just drop by all the time, randomly. Mm. Mm -hmm. And me and Megan had talked about like, he's just going to show up one night and we're going to be having, we're going to have people over here or something's going to be going on. We, right. we assumed he might find out, of, uh, you know, and so we just told him and, uh, you know, he saw the picture explained we were in, it was a big group chat with a bunch of people and I just explained it to him and she came in and she's like, yep. And he's like, okay. And he, I mean, he, he's younger. And so he, not judgmental at all or anything like that. He's like, Hey, you do you, if, you know, whatever makes y'all happy. And, you know, I think it, there, he was probably even, he wasn't dating anybody at the time, but he's like, Oh, that would, I could see the gears turning in his head that he might, <laughs> How be do okay I get with, into yeah, might be okay with that <laughs> down the road. So I see. Okay. So that made it much easier. And then uh, for those of you who want to listen on, how and why they came out. They even told their 16-year-old son and then the mother-in-law. And then it sounds like most of the people in your life know about your lifestyle, yeah? Most of most of our close friends, uh, uh -huh. my family, nobody in my family. I say that. I did tell my sisters actually this past Thanksgiving. Um, oh. We were all together uh, for Thanksgiving at my grandpa's house out in Texas. And we all had to get out to go to the store to get some alcohol because my mom doesn't know any of us drinks and we had to keep oh. it secret. So we were all like gave each other the look that like, we just need to go and get something. <laughs> and so it was on that drive that they were, they were kind of just sharing a little about their lives. They're both divorced. Um, one's remarried, one's about to be, she's been dating. And so they were kind of just sharing stuff and they, they made the comment about how they just didn't think open marriages worked 
or they just they can't oh. work. And I uh-huh. kind of was just sitting there grinning to myself, like, uh, I mean, all right. And so I, I didn't say anything, but they they would kept talking about it and they could I guess they just saw a look on my face. And so my my next youngest sister, she asked me, she's like, What are you what's going on? Why are you looking? I'm like if you, re- I was like, you need to make sure you really want to know the answer to this question uh-huh. and then I'll answer it. And she's like, yeah. And so I was like, open marriages do work. I know this for a fact. And they both kind of looked at me like, and then they're like, oh. and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, how long? What, you know, and then they asked me all about it. And again, they were a lot more understanding than I ever thought they would be. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, obviously they've changed a lot since they were younger, but um, so they, they both know. And again, they, they kind of took the same, Hey, what, whatever makes you happy. Obviously we want y'all to be happy. And if she's happy and you're happy, more power to you. Nice. But they're the, they're the only ones in my family that know mm-hmm. my parents couldn't handle it. Megan's right. dad, Megan's dad and stepmom couldn't handle it. And so probably as much family that's ever going to know knows. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how have you guys progressed? So you you kind of started off at like swingers. Um, I know that you travel quite a bit. You're comfortable letting your wife play solo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, and and that, how did that come about? Um, the first time she played solo came, it came directly from that first male, female, male experience that I was just telling you about where I got uh-huh. a little in my head and I, I had a different job. I didn't travel as much back then, but I had to go out of town for a training or something. And I was gone for a week or so. And he, that guy had already been asking, Hey, when can we do this again? I had a lot of t- fun and I knew I would be able to do it again, but I just wasn't as gung ho <laughs> to like ready to just go jump back in there right away. And so I told her, I was like, well, Hey, why don't you just, why don't you just have him come over one night while I'm gone? And she was like, no, I can't do that. That's because we hadn't talked about that. We've never done that. And I was like, really, I think it's fine. I think I'm okay with it. Honestly, I, I, I cause I won't, I won't have to be in my head about anything. Cause it was only, I think a few weeks after that first experience. And She's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, just, you know, let me know when he gets there. Let me know when he leaves. So I know you're okay. And I remember that night I was laying in the hotel bed and she was like, okay, he's, he's almost here. And I thought I'd feel a lot different than I did. I thought I'd be like, you know, biting my nails, nervous, like twiddling my thumbs, counting the, you know, like, oh, I should have gave him the minutes. Yeah. It's like, I should have gave him a time limit or something, you know, or, you know, and I wasn't, I just laid there and was really completely okay with it. And then when she texted me and said she was fine, I was like, good. I'm glad you had a good time. Were you more than okay with it? I mean, was there any sort of, was it erotic at all? Was there an angst that turned you on? (sighs) Not really. Not oh. in that, not in that instance, I think because I was so far away. Now mm-hmm. we had that same scenario happen again when I think I was doing some work in my, I have a bit office in the basement and I was like, yeah, just have him come over. I got, I got to work late tonight, so I'll be in the basement, but we had, a, <laughs> we had a camera set up. And so I kind of peeked in a few times oh. and now that, yeah, that kind of got me got me turned on and excited but when i'm not there and i'm just away it's more of a i just want her to have a good time and i'm Mm. glad she's getting to have a good time even though i'm not there she's not she's not solely dependent on me being there for her to have a good time and be satisfied which i find that that's one of the things i love most about it oh now do you play solo i do 
Um, it's, I do, I have probably not as much as she does just because with traveling, I'm not in the same spots this, all the time. And I don't, I don't look for just like, I don't go to the bar after work in random cities and just try to pick up people and take them to my hotel. It's never really been who I am, but like I have dating profiles that say I travel the Southeast and it's sometimes I'll match with somebody and chat with them. Like, Oh, well, I'll be in your area next week and we'll go to dinner. And if it goes well, then yeah. Uh, mm. But it doesn't, it doesn't happen. I'm just not as aggressively searching it as, as, some people do, or as I could uh -huh. be, I guess, but, um, I'm also, let me ask you, can I ask you about your dating profiles? Are, are you on there as a married man or no? I have a couple different ones. And after me and Megan talked, most of them say married or open relationship. She knows I travel a lot. Uh, I do have one that's more for just kind of those one night, one night hookups. Like it just says, Hey, I travel a lot. If you see me in your city, I'm probably just here for a few nights just because there are, it's funny. There's, there's women that knowing that you're open and they're okay with it turns them off. And then there's some that it turn that turns them on. And then some don't, some just liked, like they almost want to think they're being sneaky. And mm. I'm like, if it's just a one night thing, I'll let you think that like, you mm -hmm. know, I'm, as long I'm as it's, Right. So as long as it's okay with your wife. Yeah. It kind of doesn't they, matter yeah, it what doesn't they really, know. Like if she thinks that I'm being sneaky and that's what excites her about it, I'm not uh -huh. going to have a relationship with that person. But right. if we just want to hang out and hook up for the night, sure. But no, all, all of them are pretty open. And I don't ever date anybody that doesn't know or because it just it just won't work. It's just, right. Interesting. Okay. Other than the regular, you know, solo play or m maybe the occasional threesome that you do find have you guys done anything else that's kind of like wild well i mean we've definitely we've been in our fair share of of some group orgy type situations with multiple people usually mm -hmm. at the club sometimes at house parties oh. things like that but uh -huh. do you like those uh, i do they they're not my like i don't crave them if that makes sense like i don't want to have them all the time but they're definitely fun the uh, best ones are the ones that just kind of happen organically, like the organic yeah. orgy. <laughs> yeah, right. If that's, if that's a thing, <laughs> um, it, you know, just, it, it is a very, it's just a very erotic and uh, surreal experience to have that many bodies kind of just all tangled up and just, you know, all the ones we've had, we've really enjoyed. They're not common. They're not super commonplace. We don't like plan to have them every you know, once every month or anything like that. Uh -huh. But um, those are probably the wildest things that we've mm -hmm. gotten into, I would think. And and what's your, what's like your favorite? Everyone's got a favorite, right? What's your favorite scenario? <sighs> That's. Yeah. Hey, have you guys found, have you guys done the, uh, the um, FMF yet? Yes, we, we have that. It took a lot longer than I thought. Sure. <laughs> Megan teases me about it because I used to always kind of complain like, cause she'd had several male fill female males. And before we had one of those, uh, but now I've had quite a few. And so th those are probably my favorite. Cause like every guy I like to be spoiled and be the center of attention, just mm -hmm. like she likes being the center of attention when it's, when it's on her. So um, those are, I enjoy those. <laughs> that's probably my favorite. If I had to pick one thing, that's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, lastly, what has this done to your marriage? So it's definitely made our marriage 
better and stronger, which I know people hear that and they think there's just no way, but I was raised like, you don't cry unless you have a reason to cry. You keep your feelings to yourself. Like that's just how I was raised. And so once I got married and I was with somebody that wanted me to share my feelings with them, I didn't know how a lot of the times, like it's it just, it kind of went against what I, my nature. And now doing this forces you to be very open and honest with each other because you can't do this and not be open and honest because then it, it breeds doubt. And, uh, if somebody, are they telling the truth? Like you just have to be, you have to be completely open about anything and everything. So if I can tell my wife that, Oh, I really enjoyed the one thing that this girl did in bed with me. <laughs> uh, then I can tell her, you know, kind of how I'm feeling about, emotional things in other parts of my life. Like if that stuff just comes easier now mm -hmm. than it ever did before. So it's definitely made our, our marriage stronger. Uh, we're closer than, than we ever have been. You can find Tommy on Twitter. He's at a bearded gun. Okay. Next time on consenting adults, millennial swingers finding out that the lifestyle really isn't what they thought it was. My only version of swinging that I'd ever seen was like old people at key parties because that's right. how Hollywood, you know, describes swinging. There's, there wasn't a lot of media. There's not a lot of out swingers, no one on social media talking about it at that point. So that's kind of where I took it upon myself to say, you know what, I want to start talking about this. That's next time on Consenting Adults. <laughs>